Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello, everyone. to this, Hi, everyone. Oh, sorry. this episode of the sorry. podcast. Um, normally, when I start, it's a lively, upbeat one. When Dave starts, he normally sets the tone a little bit too early. Um, but tell me about your psychological assessment, Dave. <laughs> I actually psychiatric. I'm having a psychiatric assessment. Um, oh God! Yeah, um, and become a pilot. Do you? <laughs> no, that's actually how. That's actually how Lee Mears, Mearsy discovered he had the heart muscle issue that forced him to retire. I think he was having lessons, like uh, flying lessons, wanted to get his pilot's license. Um, so it's really handy for him because of his size, he can actually fly remote control planes and they're so much cheaper to buy. Um, but they discovered this heart problem and they were like, uh, you know, you play for England, Lions and everything. Yeah, you need to stop playing rugby right now. So he did that. Um, I got the heart of a rugby ball, mate. That's how big it is. Rugby balls don't have hearts. My heart's the size of a rugby ball. Oh. <laughs> is it engorged? Um I do look at I do look at myself in the mirror sometimes and think my heart's doing too much here. Mm, it's the size of your fist, and like to be fair, you got little trotters. You don't have big yeah, hands. Exactly. It. Yeah, hooves like hooves. Yeah. Um yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so what are we talking about? See, I'm having an assessment. You see, this is the problem. I'm having um, a psychiatric assessment for ADHD in a couple of weeks. Why do you think you got it? Or yes, is this, I do actually. Is this, is this your wife forcing you to do it? No, 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 no. Um, it's she began by rolling her eyes like a few months ago when I started talking about it, and it all began with us. So I say us, my wife and I, but primarily, of course, my ex-wife and I having. When I say a few problems with our with Peanut, our oldest daughter, like she's really nice and doesn't really do terrible stuff, but she started making a few crappy decisions. And it's easy to say, well, she's a teenager, but it's like, no, no, this is it's building up a little bit. 
and there's nothing terrible in there really um but it's like doing getting into little bits of trouble for exactly the same things every day and then lying fibbing about it a bit and then coming clean afterwards but fibbing about it and then then my ex-wife started saying i'm telling you she's got adhd and i will be honest and say i initially rolled my eyes and i was like oh mate everyone's got adhd she's allowed to just be a bit of a dick and not you know it doesn't have to be a reason for it other than we're don't, not amazing parents and don't call yeah. him mrs mate either like they prefer babe or hun babe or hun. yes my ex-wife mate's, mate's too familiar i don't call my ex-wife babe or hun um anyway so we were chatting about it and for a little Attila bit the I, hun. Attila, yeah, i was like mm, come on and not like well you know, it's just when I, when I was in my day, it was just called Naughty Kids. It's like, well, let's not be so basic about it. So I went online and said, there's this book and there's a depth of parent at school that said this book completely changed my perspective on it. Um, and my, completely changed my perspective on it. And my daughter was diagnosed um, when she was, what, 15 or whatever. So I'd got this book and read it in 24 hours and consequently forgot most of it. Uh, which explains a lot but i was reading this book and the reason i read it so my ex-wife recommended it as well and said read the book and tell me what you think so i speak to my ex-wife and i say oh my god this is a book about peanut a whole book like not every not every chapter not every page but so much of it is about her and it's not about your kids in trouble it's like this is how to manage a brain that isn't wired up like everyone else's um and you're like, okay, that is amazing. And I literally read, I woke up early one morning, I read a chapter about whatever it was, I can't remember, I literally can't remember. And I went downstairs and she had done something again that I had told her not to do a hundred times. So she couldn't consider consequence and all that sort of stuff. And I just, the first thing I did was I walked in and I was really pissed off and I just took a breath, managed it completely differently and she just sparkled through it and said, really, really sorry, fine. No arguments, accepted what she'd done. And I'm like, there might be something in this. But then as I'm reading this book, I'm thinking, it's not just her, this is me. And they reckon now that 85% of it is inherited. 85% of people who've got it have inherited it from a parent. So it turns out, I think I'm very likely to have it. My ex-wife is even more likely to have it than me. Mm. Um, so what a pair. Um, luckily my wife now hasn't got it. So she's, you know, um, easy to be around, but no, we're, we're all reason. We're all pretty easy to be around, but it, there's lots and lots of things that I now know about ADHD that I didn't know six months ago. And I find it all fascinating. Um, actually, and I'm not like craving a diagnosis. I don't genuinely, I don't really care either way, whether I'm diagnosed or not, but there are these behaviors that, like for example, I know you don't have just as just because I'm talking to you. I know you don't have issues with certain things that I have issues with. And now I've I've joked for a while that oh I can't do that I've got ADHD, but actually I think there are certain things I've never been able to do and never been able to do properly or well because of what I think is going to end up being ADHD. If I haven't got it, then I'd just give myself an uppercut. But actually, I think there's a really strong chance that tests are going to come back uh, positive. Yeah. Well, if you haven't got it, you're a massive attention seeker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Atten either attention deficit or attention seeking disorder. <laughs> I read a dictionary because I like to break a mental sweat as well. But um, I think 
Yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought I might get a, a serious response from you. What, what do you want? Oh, are you okay, mate? I just need a bum tap. I need a bum tap. 15 years too late. 15, mate. I don't think you got ADHD. Mate, 35 years too late. I'm I don't even... think you got ADHD. I never, I, like, maybe you've developed it. And I don't, yeah, well, Tommy, I don't live with you. I don't live with you, but I've never thought. Not anymore. You were that level. No, but this is this is what I thought. I thought ADHD was hyperactivity, so you don't stop. I mean, look at me. I stop. I don't know many people better at sitting on their ass for long periods than me. And I thought it was hyper-focused. That's all it was. Like, almost like, you know, the kid who can't read or write but can play the piano. It's kind of like I didn't – I thought that was it. It's not. Mm. It's like – it's that I can sit down and I could watch, if I had the choice, which I don't, I could watch TV for eight hours straight and just have the old coffee and a sandwich. So I'd be perfectly happy. But my mind doesn't stop. It doesn't ever stop. And it's so it's, there's all sorts of hyperactivity and there's stuff like, you know, I know what you're like, like you address your admin, your, your admin's good. And, you know, I've got Michelle who does not all of my admin actually, but she does a lot of all my invoicing and booking and actually, yeah, lots of my admin. Without her, I I, I couldn't I can't do it. So it's not like oh, I can't be asked or I'm a bit lazy. I always used to think I was lazy. I can't do it. Yeah, well, when you say can't do it, surely you can teach yourself to do it or not? No, that... you know I've done that right. So it's so yeah, weird. Reminders like, in your like calendar. I've like got that. it all, mate. I've got notes. My notes app is meant to be my best friend. I've got, I do things like, so I was talking to a woman in the gym who I've met before. I've not, I've known her for years and her daughter got diagnosed at 21 mm. and it completely changed her life. She actually did get medicated for it and had gone on to be a chemistry teacher and she can now study and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, I, and she's like, she said, oh, I said, my daughter's got it. And she goes, what, is she hyper-focused? And I said, no the opposite and she goes what she just has a hundred pencil cases and highlighter pens and she's all in and everything's laid out ready to go but she doesn't actually do any work i said yeah yeah she goes yeah that's what mine was like she couldn't focus on anything so instead of like so it's a focus think, thing it's a focus thing it's not oh it's concentration yeah. focus it's like you can what, concentrate for got... a game though like it's not as if you have a concentration deficit because you've got to focus when you're Speaking on stage, when you're thinking of questions, when you're commentating. Well, it that stuff is is also interesting because it's like I, I'm regularly. I should be careful what I say because I've probably got employers that you know. I am regularly on stage and on screen stuff, and we'll talk about this in more depth if I get diagnosed. If it's that interesting, but I regularly, you know, what's coming next. You're like boom, boom, boom in your mind. Someone will tell you we're going to do this, 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 and this, and you will know. Sometimes that works for me. Often it disappears from my mind and it's not just all oh, stage fright. I'm not frightened. It just goes. It doesn't yeah. stay in there. So I was having a long, a chat with my old man about it a while ago and who child psychologist obviously. And he's like, do you know, you did no work at school. Like this is going to sound ridiculous, Tommy. I honestly think I never, ever sat down, began my homework and finish my homework ever from the age of four when we didn't get homework to 18 never i couldn't do it i couldn't revise for exams it was like my parents were like just do it go and do your work go in your room take my super nintendo out of there here's your books do it couldn't do it couldn't do it like can't couldn't do any work and it wasn't like 
laziness there's also there's something i keep calling referring pathological procrastination so it's like we all put stuff off we all put off boring emails or doing the dishes that returns i put stuff off until it causes me a problem it causes me a problem causes me anxiety whereas i know that if i do it i'll be fine but i can't do it it's and it, to someone who hasn't got it it sounds like bollocks so what i would say is there's this book called uh, it's not a very long book it's called how not to kill your adhd child so it's actually about managing children with it and it is written by a lady who was diagnosed, I think, in her late 40s. And it is brilliant because it's not full of technical bollocks. It's kind so of you, just this. If it you are really diagnosed with it, then what happens? What changes? Well, potentially nothing. But it, it's almost like, so you could say, why bother? But actually, it's a bit like, well, actually, you can, if you know, if I haven't got it and they say you haven't got it, that's fine. Um. I'm not disappointed or pleased either way, really. But if I have got it, then actually you can read a bit more around it. You can and you can actually learn how to manage yourself a bit better because this book literally says it's stuff like there's a million things. And you, you could take if, if you're a non-believer, which is fine, go and read this book. But you, what you can do is you can take any little example of well, this is an AD, a, a symptom or a strain of ADHD. Well, that's bollocks make your kids tidy their rooms it's like something like your adh kid adhd kid they might have an immaculate bedroom or it might be an absolute bomb site but it's unlikely to be anywhere in the middle my peanuts room is a bomb site within five minutes of her walking through the door so we spent years saying why don't you tidy and now it's like no no no, don't do that don't do that shut the door you've got to pick through and pick up their dirty pants and socks off the floor whatever it is leave it leave it you're trying to make their brain align with how your you think their brain should be wired and how they how they how they should view this bedroom how they should view this site and they don't view it like that so let them just shut the door walk past it get over it um there's little there's a million things like that and well, yeah, soon well, as I, yeah I feel, anyway I feel a bit bad now cuz i thought initially it was going to be like when you got your ears tested just to prove a point you know, <laughs> that you're not deaf no it's like it, it's it's a mad thing like yeah. We we don't. Oh, this is I'm boring myself now. But it, you know, like there's there's a, there's a million things. There's a million things. Like if I feel like I've got something to say, I'm desperate to get it all out, all of it, which can lead to basically verbal diarrhea, which you would anyone is, would accuse isn't me. That of. A for, isn't that like a form of Tourette's? Like, no, it's not. It, like no, you think it's something you say it. No, no, it's not quite. I measure what I say, but I want to get it all out. And sometimes I'll speed up in order to get it all out because yeah. I don't want to leave any of it unsaid because I'm desperate to get it out. And it's not that my opinion's more important than anyone else's in the conversation. I just can't stop sometimes. And my ex-wife's exactly the same. So I'm, I'm. So it's weird that since I'm reading about it and learning about it, I'm more. I mean, obviously not now. I've just had a coffee, but I, I'm learning about that and I'm controlling myself a bit. So I'll often leave social situations, and I'm not like anxious about it but i'll think shit i talk more than everyone else again i've got to watch that you know don't know yeah well you put your big boy pants on haven't you and you're going out there and you're searching for something just might not, I... might not be there but if it is then at least at least i suppose if you do know you are tested and it comes back as positive then at least you can at least you know the reasons why then don't you yeah, I tell you, I tell you the other. We've got, we've got to move on. I know that, but yeah, because people will be turning off. I know. Well, they they need to work on their attention spans. But also, there's when you when you book an appointment with this place, 
they send you for a questionnaire that your parent, a parent has to fill in or a guardian or whatever. So my dad's done that. I don't get to see that, which is mm. fine. And then um, they give you four questionnaires to fill out. And the mad thing is, like last night, I was like, Freya was like, right, you're not putting the kids to bed. You are sitting here and you've got 45 minutes to do these questionnaires. Just do them. Mate, I did three out of four. And the fourth one required, and I, it was such a battle. And the fourth one required me to go and get a document or something or whatever. And she came downstairs and like, have you done it? I was like, yeah. And then halfway through dinner, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't, I didn't do it. I haven't done the fourth one. I can't, I haven't done it. And it sounds mad, but it's so, it's just too much for me to do. You would do it in five minutes and I'm not stupid. I just can't, like it's a proper block and it actually, it, and it cocks me over. It actually, it mm. cocks, screws me over regularly. So well, in all fact, you always have been bad at admin or anything yeah. like that. And I just, part of me thought is just, you can't be bothered. And you yeah. just being arrogant, just get someone else to do it because <laughs> you hate dealing with shit like that. <laughs> I hate dealing with my mind, hates dealing with shit like that. So then I listening to, um, I listened, uh, I listened to the same podcast as you crime type stuff. And then I was listening to, I also listened to parenting hell. Um, and like, I, I think it's, it's brilliant podcast that I love it. And weirdly, Josh Whitaker came on it yesterday. When I listened yesterday, he was talking about, He's been diagnosed with ADHD. I'm like, oh my God, it's exactly the same story. And he's like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Carry on as normal. But it's quite fun to know, quite interesting to know. And that's it, really. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, have we met? You're doing it because it's the in thing. I get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's your niche. That's like. your niche. It's Diriger. It's Diriger. Yeah. Uh, no, just interested. Just interested. Um, oh, well, when when is this test? Uh, I, I can't remember. Know. It's a date. I can't remember dates. <laughs> Honestly, how I long to, away is it? Close? It's a few weeks. I had to. It better not be during Cheltenham. No, it's after Cheltenham. Okay. Um, Good. But then you've got like I'm booking it on the That'll phone. Be the last of you. That'd be the last of you. This will be. This They're will like, be oh, it. can Cheltenham you do March? The, March to something. I was like, oh, I can't do March to something because I'm in. I'm. I'm in Italy then. I'm on holiday. And Fred's like, No, you're not. No, you're not. That's in May. It's too much. I was like, All right, cool, cool, fine, yeah, fine. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, cool. Jokes. Yeah. Just checking you were paying attention. Checking. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, oh, there we are. What, what, Just naughty kids in it. Naughty kids. What else did we have to talk about? You gave me, anyway. You gave me, you gave me a list of stuff pre-show. because I said we can talk about that. Me. We can talk about the SNP and we can talk about oh, mobile the phones. Snip. We can talk about mobile phones being banned in schools in the UK. 127 reasons why. Well, there will be, won't there? There's always like whatever they bring in. Oh, it doesn't so, work won't work what are All they right. banning them from because my kids aren't allowed to use their phone until they get out of school yeah so what's i but that... i think i think i read this right i could be wrong one in three schools and it it's definitely more than one in three say that phones are being used against the rules oh, during okay. lessons so what it gives the schools is the right to confiscate and police it properly Although I don't quite know how they do that, because if you've got a thousand kids, how do you get a thousand iPhones like that? Is well, you, could, you yeah. just confiscate. Well, you can just confiscate, can't you? If you're, if you're seen caught using them, and then you just collect it at the end of the day. Because my kids aren't allowed to use their phone during school, so they, I've never had a text. I don't think from school mm. to say from them from school. Um, only um, at three o'clock when they get let out, do they become online and yeah. message? Like if the school want to contact us, or if they want to contact us, they've got to go through the school and the school calls us. But then yeah. that might not be the same everywhere else. 
no that that's how it's meant to be but like again one of these decisions that my bigger big oldest would make would be like you're not allowed your phone so you speak to the head of year you do this they're on it they're on it and she hasn't got her phone it's great and then she's really good for a week and then she texts me at one one in the afternoon or you know at lunchtime or whatever it texts me whenever it is during the school day and she'd be like whatever it is daddy can so and so come for dinner tonight and i'm like hi darling no she can't how come you've got your phone so she knows she's literally texting the person that she knows is policing has banned her having her phone during the day so it's like there is just no there is no appreciation kids, of consequence kids don't all. think like that though do they the kids like, well it, it's almost like you'd be a bit cunning wouldn't you you wouldn't text the one person it's like texting the police it's like it's ridiculous anyway they're not as cunning as you though are they you, you know you've no, got they're a lot not, of experience not in it potential criminal sly fox yes yeah. uh so i think it just makes it easier to police and it's like it's like anything it's like I I like because I like cars. I like the idea of there being no speed limits. But if you remove all speed limits, I expect there is a very good chance there'll be a lot more people hurt. So it's like, well, ban phones, and some people will break the rules, bend the rules, whatever. But I expect you will see a significant reduction in kids gripped and pulled towards their phones. They should ban them because with like mobile data, you you know you're able to search up stuff in school lessons, which. You probably shouldn't because you should, mm. should be doing the work either at home or through your textbook. So there's no reason why people need phones mm. in school. Um, and if if they do, they can contact the school and the school can contact parents. So I agree. Um, My point about you... the 127 reasons was that there'll be lots of people that say, well, it doesn't work because of this and that. And it's a bit like, it's not the same, but it's a bit like banning a breed of dogs, which is particularly like topical at the moment. Like, I love dogs and I don't want them put down all that sort of stuff. I want, I don't want dogs hurting people and it's not the, I do think it's not the dog's fault equally as someone who's, oh, I've got a bull breed now and I've had a big bull breed before, uh, you know, for a lot 15 years, I had a bull terrier and it's like, yeah, but you, you spent the, you spent the time and effort to, to train yeah, it. But not enough, like not enough. Like, no, but was, it, it was never, it was never a threat. No, he would, he would snap at the odd dog um and he would run at the postman like he was going to kill him but actually wouldn't but and some the people don't even like don't even train dogs right and some people just are happier they, they want it as as i don't know uh to pr- promote themselves or to scare people status you know, isn't it? As, yeah. yeah it's seen as an accessory yeah it's kind of like it's a it's a rolex for teeth in a way and it's like in a lot of ways for some people, but it, it, I do think it's the owner, but I do think certain breeds require different owners is what I think. Oh, yeah. Like Definitely. a King, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, or whatever they're called, or a Cockapoo just, or a Labrador just not, does not need as good consist as good a dog owner as an XL yeah. bully or a Rottweiler or something. Rottweilers are incredibly intelligent like dogs. Yeah. Bright, super bright, powerful, all that. Well, I'd be, I think a Rottweiler. You would. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Um, You'd be Chinese crested with no hair, um, but it's like the, the, the but it's like the, the people who have people who love dogs a lot of them, and people who have XL bullies like Ben Spencer, the Bath num, Bath scrum half, who's quite likely to play some part in the game against Scotland this week for England. Now that Alex Mitchell's injured, he has XL bullies and he's massively anti the ban. And I kind of I don't like the ban, but then I think to myself, I just wanna. It's a bit, little bit like sort of. No, it's not like Brexit, but it's a little bit like I just because I don't quite know enough. Mm. Could someone show me an argument where 
we all know it's the owners, but can someone show me an argument where banning a breed doesn't significantly reduce the likelihood of that breed killing people or hurting people? And it's like the pit bull ban in the UK. There just aren't that many pit bulls hurting people in the UK. Yeah, but they, they take great dogs. They would take records of people that are subject to dog bites and dog attacks. And you'd assume that the majority of those attacks are from the dogs that have been banned. Yeah, and a lot of them won't. And I, I tell you this any, now, yeah. like yeah, dogs. Some dogs do look aggressive. They look powerful. They look aggressive, and you just you. I walk past dogs like that with my kids, and I'm just holding my kids a little bit, yeah, tighter, and just making sure because you never can trust a dog because, like, sometimes you never can trust a human, and it yeah. all depends on, on I suppose how they've been trained, yeah, and how much I've said this to you put before, like. My old dog Gus makes is all me nervous. Hey, makes me nervous though, especially with young kids, small kids. Yeah, and I, I for when I first got Gus, I was like, I used to get annoyed by people being nervous. Then I, then I was like, it's not their fault. Like they've been told these dogs are dangerous. It's very English bull terriers are very rarely dangerous. Actually, they're very nice, but it's like they can be. But I would, I had this dog, and I've said it before in this pod, I'm sure that dog could kill everyone in the room. It was so powerful that I remember thinking, I gave a. I gave a Welsh bloke 500 quid for this dog, never having had a dog before. That's like passing your test and getting a Lamborghini, like with no traction control. It's like, well, I know technically it's legal, but uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't think it should be. You shouldn't be able to go and get a dog like this. He was so powerful. Mm. You couldn't believe it. And I had a massive English Mastiff who you met, Fred, huge dog, 80 kilos plus, enormous dog, lovely, soft old boy. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't have lasted ten seconds with the bull terrier if they ever had a fight. Like yeah. the power was unbelievable. And I, what I want is, I just want if someone can show me a compelling argument other than educate the owners, because you can't educate anyone who might possibly go and you can offer a course in educating dog owners. But how many people who get by XL bullies will go on that course if they don't need to? Nope. It's like you almost need a license to own certain breeds, but it's massively expensive to enforce and. Is it better to spend that money on that? On let's spend hundred million quid or millions of quid educating potential dog owners, or give that money to the NHS? Well, let's give it to the NHS, please. So if someone's got out. an argument, send it to me because I'm up for reading it. When my kids uh, move out, I need to get a dog. We're going to be best mates. Yeah, I've I've already thought about it. Like you know what you'll get. We're going to have a we're going to bath together. We're going to go on walks together. We're going to play together, eat together. Don't know. I've always fancied like an Alsatian or a German Shepherd, but then they there's a lot of hair that comes with that. So yeah, there is. I don't know whether I need a short haired dog. But yeah. I need a, I want it quite big. Um so don't know. I mean, yeah. What are, you... like a tall brown one? What are they? What are they called? <laughs> well, you have a ridgeback? Yeah, no, not a Rhodesian Ridgeback. They were initially bred to hunt lions, do you know that? Yeah. In like a Vimarama, that sort of type. Yeah. What often happens is that people decide the sort of dog they want, mm. get it, but what you actually need, it's like a car. Oh, yeah, it's you've like, got to research the, the pros and cons. Yeah. and yeah, well, The I'll lifestyle definitely. it needs, what it yeah. needs. Yeah, yeah. I'll, like, I'll, I'll mix it. Kids, you know, I'll no obviously match it to me, so I, you know, I... Yeah, I'll be the same as a dog. So you know, I don't want a shagger. You know, I just want someone who's quite content. Doesn't gotcha. gotcha. go out all the time. Yeah, night outs. Happy to go out in the day, in at Stare night. Stare at night and watch telly. Yeah, 
Oh, so you, telly. Go on. But you want, uh, but you need a, you need a dog like that needs to run a lot every yeah. day. Wow. Um, telly. Yeah. Have you watched the final episode of True Detective yet? Have you given up? I think you've given up. Shall I stick in or not? What I will say is the acting is brilliant in it. Really good acting. Jodie Foster um, is amazing. They're, they're both and, amazing. Actually. And Navarro is amazing. They're all great in there. Yeah. Um, but and I don't want to spoil it for people that are watching it. So I won't tell you the ending or I won't tell you the all thoughts right. I pick with it. Um, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey was a, one of the directors on it, I think, or non-exec director. Or the, he was, was in the first was in the series, titles. wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, his name were in, was in the titles. But you wouldn't like it, I don't think. That means so, sci-fi. Um, it's not. It's not. The killers aren't sci-fi. All right. So the killers aren't ghosts, but it's full of flashbacks and people seeing things. And okay, I wouldn't like the. It wasn't as good as the original two. Yeah, but I hope they keep going with the series because it's difficult to to build on something that is unbelievable good, like. It's like sequels. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to, yeah. Yeah. unless it's Terminator Two or Rocky Two or Godfather Two. Yeah, but or The Office or Afterlife or Xbox. keep going with it is what I would say. Um, okay. Keep the doodling. Keep up the doodling. But I'll tell you off air. All right, boy. Yeah, we don't want to ruin it for people. Or in um, a couple of weeks. Or in a couple of weeks. And Masters of the Air. You've watched that on Apple? No, yet? I'm not that interested in that. Is it good? Yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm quite enjoying it. It's quite brutal. As you imagine, though, isn't it? As as you'd imagine, like World War Two, yeah, you know, it wasn't a nice war, was it? It's horrendous. No, um, okay, so that's that's that not the wars are nice. Just want to put that in. Um, yeah, there isn't a nice one. No, um, yeah, gruesome. Uh, have you watched One Day? Nope. So it's uh, it's a, it's gone crazy. Everyone loves it. It's on Netflix, and I read the book. Uh, years ago, but can barely remember it. Don't know if I told you. Got ADHD, self-diagnosed. Um, yeah, be like quite funny if I'm gone, like, wouldn't it? Um, but like gluten-free, self-diagnosed, yeah. like bubs <laughs> and budgie, yeah, diabetes. Quite. But they both overcome it, so they've beaten it. Yeah, well, well done. done. And you could, and well you done. can beat this one day. Go on. Um, it's a love story, basically. It's not your. Oh. And I would say I watched the first episode and I'm like, I I'm not I am officially not into this second episode. I am not into Is there any killing in it? Is there any killing in it? Uh no, there's no killing in it. And any new scenes. Any new I'm not buying this at all. I'm not buying it. I've read the book, love the book. I'm just not buying this at all. Um and then by the end I was completely hooked. Uh tears in the last episode. Um I I didn't know if my wife wanted to watch it because she thought it was great telly or because the bloke in it is the fittest bloke she'd ever seen. I think it might be a bit of both. Um, is he is incredibly beautiful, um, which, you know, ruins it a bit for the blokes. Um, but he's great. Leo Woodall, he's called. He's great. And um, he's, yeah, so it it was, by the end, it was... You, you can pick holes in it if you want. There are a few scenes where you're like, uh, I'm not sure that's A grade, but like, it's still very, very popular and really enjoyed it by the right. end. So right. I would, something completely new. I would never normally watch that. I'm so I get, down now. Hold on. One day. One day. I've got that as a maybe. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I tend to choose the TV shows because like, if I'm not here, Freya will not watch television at all. If I'm not here for 10 days, the kids might watch Bluey or something. She she will not watch anything. for. I'm not, don't go away for 10 days. She wouldn't watch a minute of television in 10 days. Mm. So she doesn't watch any at all. So when I'm here, I basically choose the TV because she'll hand yeah. me the remote and say, you do it. So kids I choose... Bluey. And you take hey. a bluey. The kids watch bluey, and you take a bluey. Take a bluey, exactly it. Yeah. Well, you've got some age. Got the snip soon. So actually, Monday having a snip six days. Um, it's not that bad, mate. You'd be all right. No, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I've got to make doing it anyway. Um, yeah, um, give me a call if you want. If you're nervous on the way. Yeah. Okay. Make how it look nice. Make it look nice down there. How many? I'd say. How many people are in the room? Don't you know? Don't make it look like Sherwood Forest. <laughs> We've all got a mate, haven't we? Make it look, make it look like a big baby. <laughs> We've all got a mate, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I remember. I I joke now. Three or four. Um, I joke now because we're. I won't give names or anything. Cause it's not fair. A teammate, uh, old school anyway. People probably wouldn't remember him, but he came in once, and he, you know, wasn't the most attractive specimen with his kit off, probably like you know, like me. So in the showers he walks in and it becomes apparent very quickly that every pubic hair on his body has been removed the lower part of his body has been removed everything and he's mm. gone from hero to zero and you're like wow oh my god and we all made a joke oh my god he's having an affair he's having an affair um there's no way your wife likes that whatever anyway they got divorced soon after because he, he was indeed anyway everyone's friends now and we laugh about it and i see his ex-wife and she's remarried oh, and happy, and we yeah. laugh about it. But at the oh, time, it was like... that time he shaved his balls and pubes, eh? Oh. But it was like, a, a year later, it was like, it's so awkward, because we hammered him. We hammered yeah. him for ages for basically bicking his whole gentleman's area. And you're like, mate, that looks absolutely horrific. I was trying, just trying something new, that's all. Just trying something new. A lot of, of effort you are as well, that. isn't it? That's a lot of effort. Sculpting, a lot of effort, it? mate, yeah. Anyway, we st I've started watching series two of Kin. Just burn it off with a lighter and some deodorant Waterize it. Oh, um, kin. yeah i've heard kin is good I, i've watched series one i liked series right. two just launched so uh who told me about that baz baz barrett you know baz baz told me about that started series two i really like it and it's the houses where this crime family live are right in the shadow of the aviva stadium and last week when i commentated on ireland against italy that is literally the road we walked down to the back entrance of the stadium. So I stood outside the houses from the TV show Kin and I thought, this is cool. And then I carried on. Do you have a photo? Take a little photo. A little I should selfie. do, actually. I should do. Yeah. Um, done a selfie and put a smile on like Scott Quinnell. I'll take, I'll do a, I'll, I'll take me, uh, I'll take one of my guns over because then I can have a crime thing linked up. I'll take one of my pistols over uh, on the plane next week. Um, but yeah, so Kin, I'm watching. I like. Um, I watched, oh, I don't know if I, I've watched, I finished 1883. What's that? The first one before Yellowstone. The oh, first, okay. call it prequel, pre prequel. 1883, 1923, Yellowstone. Oh, I've given up on Yellowstone. I watched, I think, two and a half series and I loved it, but then I just, well, yeah. Got a bit bored, I think. It, so I listened to, I don't know, have we had that, said this on the pod before, but I listened to Taylor Sheridan on the Joe Rogan podcast. Fascinating bloke, the bloke who wrote it. Fascinating bloke. Um, really bright, of un, you know, unsurprisingly. But he just said about Yellowstone, he goes, yeah, there's no story in it. It's just like, 
somebody wants my land, I want to keep my land. There's, there's no story. It's just about, I just basically, whatever it is, shine a lens on what life was like then. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lot of films like that. There, that yeah. is the plot. So, yeah, you know, a lot of it, films, there's, there's just a murder. They're trying to find a murder. Yeah. That's it. There's 1883 was really good and they had um I'm going to I'm going to get the names wrong now. Faith Hill, the singer, was sort of the mum in it. And McGraw, Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw, country singer I think. Anyway, singers, they're married in real life I think or they're together in real life. They were the main couple in it. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, they haven't acted before. Mm. Well, she hasn't acted before. They are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard. <clears throat> there you go. Or Lady Gaga. There you go. Just amazing. And he's like, mate, singers can act. That's what they do. They go Madonna on stage. Cool. Body of evidence. There you go. Beyonce and Gold. It was Member. good. There's a few little bits like they they've been in the wild, they've been on the plains of America, traveling across America on horseback for six months, and her hair is immaculate and she looks like a supermodel and she's beautiful and like her teeth are bright white, and you're like yeah. It's probably some of the characters and it looked a bit incongruous because they were so beautiful and expertly perfectly manicured. But otherwise, really enjoyed it. Really, really mm. good. Brutal at times, but what's the film recently with Leonardo DiCaprio in? Um Killers of the Flower Moon. I yeah. Uh, I watched it the, the other day. Did you like it? It was probably a little bit too long for me. It was a yeah. proper long movie, and I know they've got a lot to fit in. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting. I actually did enjoy it, but maybe half hour, 45 minutes, a little bit too long. Cause it's a long time, like three odd hours to concentrate on one movie. Yeah. Um, but it did. I mean, sometimes when, yeah, I don't know whether you're not gripped by the plot, it was, but the acting is so good. You watch it anyway, yeah. because I mean, what was the film with, um, Daniel Day Lewis and there will be blood. Oh yeah, that was similar. You know, it was just so intense the acting. It, it was honestly it was brilliant. He, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably one of my favorite actors. Well, he's not because Sidney Poitier is, but obviously he's up there. He's up there. Um, everything he's in is brilliant. I think it's Martin Scorsese directed it again, so you know you're going to get a good movie. But it was it was good. It's worth watching. Didn't Martin got, Scorsese say that? Didn't Martin Scorsese say that Leonardo DiCaprio was the best actor since Robert De Niro? Maybe he, he can do anything. Something like that. He can do anything. Yeah, Timothy um, Spall. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I so I started that film. I read the book, and I got recommended the book by quite a few people. That's and, a true story as well. Yeah, and I That's savage. Even though it's true, I, I found the book quite hard work. I found it quite a trudge to get through that, and then I did done about an hour of that film, and I realised I've been on my phone for forty minutes. It's it's too much for me. Like I couldn't. Didn't yeah. love it. I might start again at some point, but I didn't love it. What did I start um, last night? I started something on Netflix. There was a series. Um, Dynasty, the New England Patriots. That's apparently good. Yeah, I, I like anything like that. But it was Einstein and the bomb. It's oh, yeah. It's quite good. Was, was it? Yeah. It's not a documentary. It's, a, it's a, a series like a documentary, whatever they're called. Um, so they, show, they actually show bits of Einstein, then is, he's also played by a, a character as well. Let's call it a TV show. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you watch 24 Hours in Police Custody? I do, but I'm going to trump you now. Out of yep. Country Copper. You watched all those episodes yet? No, haven't yet. No, you still haven't. It. Keep Get getting. into it. It's amazing. It is. I've, I've got into 24 Hours in Police Custody because you told me to, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. 
but how to catch a copper. Like, I'm actually, this is um, Avon and Somerset Police Force, which is obviously a big police force. And there's a yeah. lot of bent coppers. Um, bent coppers. Uh, there's one thing I hate more than anything in the world. It's bent coppers. But it is, like, if this is going on in Avon and Somerset, it's going on everywhere. Yeah, if it's going on in the leafy suburbs, mate. Which is a bit unnerving, considering they're there yeah, to serve and protect. But <clears throat> when you look at the whole amount of people you've got there, it's a, you're always going to get a percentage of people that take uh, I don't know, liberties into their own hands, decide their own rules. There's always going to mm -hmm. be a, a percentage of people that aren't 100% honest. Um, but it's it's really good, mate. Yeah, and it's, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's a bit crazy as well, like how some people can get away with it. And what they do. Well, this is the point. Isn't the whole? Isn't the whole? I, I thought the whole premise of the show, because of its title, would be how to catch a copper. But isn't kind of the result that actually loads of these coppers do awful things and get it's away? It's hard. With it. It's hard to get remove someone from the police force because yeah, um, of all the process you've got to go through. Yeah. So, but it's really good, honestly. Like okay. It's, it's a bit. You're sort of taken back a bit, thinking, "Wow, this this still goes on." Because you obviously yeah. you vet everybody, but as I say, you know, for you know, I don't know, ten thousand. Just this is just a number now. Ten thousand policemen in Bradford, uh, not Bradford, even the Somerset Police Force. There's going to be five, ten percent that are dishonest. One percent, one percent, one percent, one percent. No, I don't know. It, Whatever it, it is, I guess, I guess Tommy, it's like. Um... It's like any group of human beings, right? It's part of the human condition. So um, we we like to think that people are inherently good, but it's a bit like, well, take take pro athletes then. So say yeah. you take pro rugby players in England and Wales, where, whether we liked it or not, we are role models because you're in the public eye and you're doing something street, whatever it is, and you're meant to be physically kind of in inverted commas at your peak and you're a good example and you're disciplined and you're committed and yet there's some people doing drugs there are some people getting charged with this there are people getting caught doing that and then you take that to the police you take that to politics you take that there are oh yeah no i, I totally are, get that yeah there are there are nurses and lawyers and carers and doctors, judges doctors, all sorts at, at every line of work there is there is a Fortunately, you'd imagine in almost every line of work, it is a very small minority, but there are people doing bad things. You know, in, in religions, the the vast, vast, vast majority of people who believe in a God are more peaceful um, because of it and live better lives because of it. But there are people that take it to another level. So it's almost like it's difficult not to, I expect, watch a series like that and think, well, and think less of the police force and feel less... You I know, think it's very brave um, as well but, from Avon and Somerset to actually allow cameras in yeah. to do it because I think they might be the first that have done this. And it was yeah, over I a agree. period of like two or three years. So it's good. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So get into I'll that, watch it. It's really good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, I'm taking 45 people to... Ireland versus Wales. Are you? Friday, yeah. So, really looking Arcala. forward to that. You are Kayla at the airport. I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have, have a backpack on and a real long flag, like on a little flexi pole with a red peak on it. You should wear a little sailor's outfit like the Jean-Paul Gaultier. And a clipboard. Adverse. Yeah. So, we're, um, we're leaving at 9.50 on the Cardiff flight to Dublin. And I've got no official duties apart from looking after making sure people get to venue get the tickets oh great um no media no q a's paying a few boys to come in and say hello pre-game mingle um yeah. and that is it so as i said to him you got the best of me this weekend boys and girls because you're gonna see <laughs> the real the top shanklin yeah so that that's good but i mean i am worried about the performance from uh, what we're going to see on the field because Ireland are just I said this the other day about this might be a once in a generation team that we see with Ireland but then I'm sort of thinking maybe it's not because they might go for a while now because of the school system because of players coming in mm. you know you lose Sexton you lose just like you lose players like Brian O'Driscoll or Paul O'Connell and then all of a sudden you, but you just got quality to replace them like your Gary yeah. Ringrose your Henshaws Bundyaki is huge James Ryan, um, Joe McCarthy now. Yeah, yeah. Jameson Gibson Park, he's coming. James, like, like, there's quality everywhere. And there's loads of good players that aren't actually in the Ireland, Ireland, can I say yeah. Ireland squad because they're playing well for their clubs, but they just can't get in because the quality is so, yeah. so strong there. So it is worrying because Ireland have got all courts game, I would say. Flats, I'd say they, they've got the power game, the need if they want to keep it short, just play off nine. But they've also got that sort of phase play game where they can attack really well third or fourth phase. They get themselves into position and they attack with numbers and they attack with angles, decoys. I wouldn't even call them decoys, sorry, because every time you think it's going to be a decoy. I give it to them. Yeah, Crowley puts... I think they attack with options, through. don't they? Yeah, it's options, do. yeah. So, and I can't see how Wales can be able to cope with one, the power and one, the onslaught of the Irish attack. So defensively, they're going to struggle as well. And it's a, as I've said, from the start, this is a, a new cycle of Welsh players now. So they're, they're young, they're quite inexperienced. You, you're hoping they'll learn a lot. I just want to see them go out and attack Ireland, mate. I just, I don't want to see them, you know, taking it up in the middle of the field, uh, off a line out, 
one face back, put the ball in the air. I don't want him seeing kicking it from the halfway line up and under. Just to try. Mm. I want to see him go out there and, and actually try and attack because the, the backs are good. Well, his backs got some sharp backs, especially the back three. Probably a big strength of, of theirs. Just go out there and like try and put iron under pressure. Try yeah. and attack with with a bit of width. Uh, because I don't think they're going to get over game line by keeping it tight. So, yeah. and I, I we don't expect them to win, and I don't expect them to win. But I, I want to see them improve from the last two um, rounds, which they have. I think there's improvement against England. See improvement again, and I think we'll be happy. What you don't want to see is just no energy there, no like desire, no commitment. You know, ball on the ground. They're not winning those battles. You want to see a hundred percent effort and yeah. genuine. I think everyone be happy. Yeah, I think I think you're dead right and you want to see you basically without yeah, it's an amateur ethos and you want to see the Welsh lads rip into it because yep. there's very very little chance they're going to win this game. And for us lot, I mean, you're Welsh but yeah, I, I know you're no different. For us lot as observers, especially media observers, it's better if Wales win because it's more of a story, so it's a better story, oh, but that, massively. But, but I don't but I don't think they will, but if they just absolutely pile into it and commit and concede a few points, fine. But if they pile in and they're physical and ambitious and they're basically like Aaron Wainwright in the second half the other day, basically if they all do that, yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. absolutely piled in and got man of the match on the losing side. I think, I think you're right. Um, Scotland, I'm, England. Yeah. That that's the game of the weekend for me. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I don't feel, I don't know who's going to win it. And Everyone's got chips on shoulders, but hey, I mean, England are still on for the Grand Slam, fella. Fra France could yet France could yet really underwhelm in this Six Nations. They could fly, and I think they'll finish if they do. They'll still they'll finish second to Ireland. So I don't think Ireland are going to lose a game. Um, but Twickenham will be interesting for Ireland. But I think France could yet underwhelm. They haven't looked good in the first couple of games. They obviously um, lost a couple on the bounce now. Um, I mean, sorry, they were poor a few times. Like they lost the quarterfinal of the World Cup. Should have lost a couple of. Should have lost, yeah. So lost and should have lost. Sorry. So, I think it, Scotland England's fascinating because um, chips on shoulders. I mean, Scotland have got point to prove after that game. They should losing that game. They should have won. That we all real, we all know they should have won really. But England have kind of at the moment constantly got a chip on their shoulder and a point to prove because. People expect a lot of them and frankly get into them when they don't see it. Um, and this is not an England team that's in the same place as Ireland, sure. But it's also not an England team that is in the same place as Wales, like young and inexperienced um, on the end, relatively on the international stage. So this is a team with lots of proven performers who need to go and prove that. They need to be given a framework to do that. Interesting to see what Finn Russell does against England's blitz defence because mm. you would and but not only Finn Russell the midfield as well uh, to Paluto and Jones if they start like mega midfield I reckon that 10-12 could be even though Bundiaki is the king at 12 could be the best 10-12 in the Six Nations for undoing a blitz defence because I think they're su they're both such good players at the Who, line who's that sorry Finn Russell and and, and Sione Topoluto yeah you said yeah. Bundiaki then I thought no, but no. Even though Bundyaki is the king at twelve, oh, okay. I'd have yeah, him at yeah. twelve. Yeah, I think so. Only two could could even be better at the line as a ball player. Yeah. He's very against the blitz. Defense, very yeah. similar, very similar players. I'd say. Do you know what I think? Wales should have done against England's defense because 
it is so quick. Like normally, you know, you're talking. Well, most teams when they when they're coming off the line, they're not sprinting because you, you sort of need a little bit of time to adjust. The first couple of yards are fast, and you're trying to put pressure on attack. But England just keep going. You're talking like nearly 100% effort of getting off the line, which is really hard. And if fitness, yeah, it, yeah, it is fitness huge. But if teams are able to get on the outside of you, you can't recover. That's the only issue you got. I think Wales should have identified this a little bit earlier and rather going right into the middle of that blitz. They should either kick from source, like attacking kick now, not just pointless, like either crossfield kick or kick one out. Because we kick one out, you have to bring the ball back a little bit more. But the England blitz is even further ahead. So if that kick is good, and it all depends on that kick. So if the kick the kick needs to be accurate, and most tens are pretty good at that now. Um, yeah. Then you can get on the outside of it, or you put the chip over the top because all of a sudden, then, then that sort of plays plays with your mind a little bit as a defensive player. You're thinking, right, I'm blitzing up here, but if they kick, I'm not going. I'm going to have to get back, and you sort of your you, your foot speed is slowed down a little bit then because you're constantly thinking about what the attacking team are going to do. If I think if Scotland just run straight into it, then England will gobble them up. Because it's really good. Yep. And a lot of that is led by Henry Slade, who's been doing an Exeter. And Exeter have got... A, a, like, the start of the season, I was watching and thinking, this is just... This is bizarre. I've not seen a team do this. Just leave yourself exposed all the time. But what it does do is that it makes any attacking team have to be 95 to 100% accurate against you. If you're not, if if something's slowed down at the set piece, whether delivery off the line-out, delivery off the scrum, yeah, you're going nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's mate, it's going to be a massive game. It's going to be huge. I, I, Scotland can attack really well. Like sometimes I watch them and they can attack like Ireland in sort of phase play attack and when they run with the lines and the waves. Yeah. But they might just be undone a little bit by the power game that England have got. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Be great. Um, yeah. and I mean, Lille actually on Sunday doing France, commentating on France, Italy, yes. and I just. I want France to be brilliant. I also want Italy to give it a proper crack and I want them to really put up a fight and I want France to have to be good to beat Italy. That's what I want. Italy's um, attack is good as well. Like I'm yeah, impressed it with it, but I found it a little bit bizarre. Tommy Allen just finishing, just left. I, I don't know the reasons why behind that. Maybe you do. He just withdrew himself from the mm. Italian squad because he looks really good. As I said, yeah, I does. like him at 15 and yeah. Garbisi at 10, but He's out now. The only issue with Italy is they do leak a lot of points. Um, yeah. You know, they can't cope with they Defensively, they're not as good as their attack at the moment. Either. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, you're right, mate. I, I hope they put France under pressure. It's a good game Hopefully for France, do. really, to try and get themselves back into Yeah. Find a bit of form, yeah. Find a bit of form, yeah. Get a bit of confidence from it. Yeah. Um, so, an interesting weekend ahead, Tommy? Aye, big time. Big time. I'm looking forward good, to it. Um, if, if we, we do... do. I'm not sure I'll be up for the pod on Monday. No, don't think you will, no. Especially after I'm 48 sure. hours in police custody or guard yeah. custody. I mean, I'll be um, yeah, quite... I'll still be in France anyway, so I think we won't be doing oh, it perfect. Well, maybe Tuesday then we can do it. All right, fella. All right, well, um, good luck to you, all right, with everything going on. You're yeah, good luck, everyone. You're peeling, you're peeling a, le uh, a layer of onion away from yourself now. You're exposing yourself. You're vulnerable. <laughs> and uh, I'm proud of you, mate. Yes, boy. Don't peel too many layers, all right?
no, there's no core on the inside. That's all there is, layers. All right. Love you all, yeah? Ta-ra. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.